When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Woo! Yeah. You know, you know who uh, has a nice, safe, warm, cozy home in the NHL? Apparently, uh, apparently it's players when they're guilty of uh, misconduct because... Uh, Man, are they doing everything to protect what could turn out to be some real pieces of shit. Oh, gotta watch, uh, you know, I gotta watch the language uh, tonight. Uh, we're trying to go a little bit earlier to uh, work through the kids' new uh, bedtime. So that's why we're a little bit earlier than usual. We usually are going like 7.30, 7.45, but... <clears throat> now they stay up till like 8, 8.30, like against my wishes, my, like their assigned bedtime. So yeah. now we're going to let them stay up a little bit and, and come back. So that's why we're a little oh, bit earlier today on the live. So hopefully we're not messing up with uh, everybody's I've schedule. I've been my own uh, strict bedtime. I've been staying up playing video games. Uh, but Dave Aikman. Hey, bud. See you Saturday for the Vegas Detroit Red Wings game and go Lions! Yeah. Now, Dave, uh, as a Vegas man, um, yeah, what do you what are you doing to get yourself a seat if the Lions win this weekend? How how far do you go <laughs> to get yourself a ticket to this Super Bowl? I think you can get uh, a line of credit against your house, Dave. Um, yeah, about fifty grand or so, and you can do whatever you want with that money. You know, hey, you if you need, I I could get you a referral. You'll save an extra like five hundred dollars. Yeah, come to uh, yeah, UWM. Get a little mortgage Shrewski there. We got we got HELOCs. Come on down, Dave. Yeah, we lock you up, bud. Get you yeah, in either, a row. You yeah. either have Rocket help you out or have UWM help you out. We either one of us, uh, Dave. We'll put probably. we'll put you we'll put you in a Super Bowl seat. We Just... won't put a. Yeah, we won't put a roof on your house, but we will put your butt in a seat. Uh, Jim Johnson, just put the hammer down, Matt. I tried. I got books thrown at me. Actually, just like five minutes ago, like the corner of books hitting your shin is not fun. Um, oh, man, just like Derek Lalone telling Alex Lyon to stop some pucks, and he's just throwing books. Hey, shut up, penguin face. Nah, I'm not <laughs> stopping any pucks. Nah. No, no. A rough game. No, I, I, I refuse. With all the standing around... There's, there will be no. It was a bloodbath. There will saying. be no lions. Yeah, that, welcome aboard, bud. Good to see. You. That, uh, that second period was was ugly. Um, not a fan. A lot of people actually uh brought up the same sort of assessment, and I agreed with it. Uh, just kind of felt like a December game. Hmm. Just um, 
a lot of ugly turnovers in the neutral zone. Uh, a lot of uncleared pucks out of their own defensive zone. Uh, and really, it, it, it was getting not just outshot, but the high danger chances in that second period. It's just, I mean, goaltenders are not built to... you. Your solid goaltender is going to make sure that when you let in all those low danger and medium danger chances, like they're, yeah. they're in the 900s, but it's the high danger chances. And when you allow so many on top of each other. Um, <clears throat> I will say, I think we're only two when impressive streaks are uh, put a spotlight on. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. And uh, Ken Daniels and Mickey were talking about, Hey, you know, this uh, penalty kill, we've stopped him like 14 games in a row. Can't, this is a buzzsaw. Can't get past this this defensive team. And then Edmonton peppered in like four of them. And then by the same token, you know, Red Wings undefeated when they lead after one period. What could possibly go wrong? Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> so I think we need to keep these uh, statistics under wraps. Lest the Red Wings watching the broadcast in the locker room say, you know what, guys? You know what, fellas? Not today. Tonight, <laughs> we break the streak. So here's like this is this is what happened in the first period. The the just to give you guys an idea. So the Red Wings actually owned the puck on five on five. And don't forget we got two power play goals. But in the first period, the Red Wings had 91% of the chances. But Dallas did a good job only allowing one high danger chance out of ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da, 13 opportunities to throw the puck at the net. Only one of them was a high danger course for opportunity. Dallas owns the second period, right? So they've got uh, 80% of the chances in the second period. So it's like, okay, 90% for the wings, pretty good. 80% for Dallas. Hey, the wings still, they still outchance you in the first period. No, because Dallas went ahead and put in uh, six count them six high danger chances and uh i don't i don't have the conversion i have to scroll down a little bit more to figure out how many of those actually went in it'd be kind of funny if they were 0 for six but that just tells you that dallas is a little bit hungrier with their chances and that i mean i couldn't find i know a lot of you guys give me a hard time for loving these uh the analytics so much but you you'd be hard pressed to find a game that actually gives you this clear of a representation of like, sure, you can hold on to the puck, but if you're not getting great chances, you know what you've done? You've held your opponent off the board. That's a good job there. But <laughs> high danger course chances on that, that's where you're going to get, you know, what uh, did they put in? <clears throat> Was it four in the second? Yeah. Four in the second? Yeah. Man. Matt, with all that said, uh, Jared summed it up nicely. Nerd! <laughs> is it just easier to say it was t a terrible second period? Is that is that where I'm supposed no, to? No, we, we need the extra context, Matt. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a couple items here, too. Uh, Jim Johnson saying last, last night's game shows why I need to play a 60-minute game. That second period is a total meltdown. Yeah, Jim, you know, it gets, like, you know, some of the jabronis, you know, like we're going to be playing uh, Philadelphia here pretty soon. Yeah, go ahead, take a period off. But Dallas, come on, man. That's that's a real team out there trying to withstand the cup aspirations. I, you know, I wish we wouldn't take periods off against them. And it's not like we were completely outclassed, right? You know, we mm -hmm. won the first period, played pretty good in the third. So it was just, 
if you put a whole game together, maybe that's how you kind of climb out of scratching for the wild card and, you know, be a top three seed in your, in your division, you know, call me crazy. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Nicola. Wow. Fioran, Fior, Fiorazani. Fiorenzani. Yeah. Give me, give me some grief for butchering your last name. I'm sorry. Nicola Fiorenzani. Did you guys hear Confer's out day to day with the flu? Diarrhea. That's that's what it's code for. In case you didn't know, flu means I got the poopies. <laughs> um, so how is this going to shake things up for tomorrow? Uh, Matt, are we anticipating more Valeno and Fabry? I guess, uh, right, it depends on if Kane is going to be in there. Because then they, if Kane and Comfer are out, because we're, we're already getting Costin and, and Fisher in there. So we're running short on uh on your bench there so it might mean a bergen call up and day to day just means he was out practice right he might still and when i hear flu i'm just you know we're just waiting to see if the pf changs has gone through his system and then pf changs out jt comfort in you know what that i i landed on that was pretty good pf changs yep. out jt comfort in that was accidental i'm yeah, you guys, you guys should be patting me on the back for that. That was that was pretty goddamn good. Um, it's hard to do that when your hand is in the way, patting your own back so often, man. Uh, so it's it's hard yeah, for us to really here? get a turn in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I did want to go back to uh, that conversation on the high danger chances. Uh, Lion comes in with a six sixty seven high danger save percentage. Um, an eight hundred medium danger, uh, if I may. Uh, and and yeah, he was twelve for twelve on low danger shots, so he did the job. I would say um, out of um, twenty two shots that were medium and low danger, two of them got through. It's still nine hundred save percentage, if my math is correct. Uh, but yeah, you can't you can't give up six high danger chances in the second and third period. It's just not so. You're just asking your boys to do too much. And you know what? I brought up the uh, third period. <laughs> totally forgot. Lion got pulled for Reimer. So Reimer actually uh, pulled off the the high danger shutout uh, yesterday. Sort of out of character for Reimer. But um, kept us in the game. So good job, Reimer. But yeah, that's uh, that's it right there. Uh, Jared thrown out there. Taco Bell butt for JT. <laughs> Nicola. Did we get your name right, Nicola? Did I get? I've been watching a lot of... Uh, what was the... It was the Pixar movie that was, um, there was the fish kids. My kids have been really into, but um, oh, they're Italian. Uh, so I've been hearing the Nicola Fiorenzani. Yeah, the Pixar version of Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's banging a peach. Um, but yeah, uh, Nicola also said, you don't want to move cop around with his line. Yeah, that line has been gold, baby. That core surgery is finally healed. Only took us a year and a half, but we are ready to roll. Hot <laughs> sauce, welcome aboard. Saying glad we have the wall man back. Yep, could use a few more gritties out there. And uh, Crimson Shadow, a man after my own heart. Um, a news article, Wing should be aiming to trade for a hurdle of a turtle. Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh, man. Yeah. That, my, you're putting up Mike's goat team if we're pulling in. <laughs> Patrick Kane and... Turtle the turtle this year. Uh, oh, and Zegris. Woo -hoo -hoo! The Michael All Stars. Can't wait. Yeah. 
Uh, so we've got, uh, I think Jim threw out there, bringing up Kane. Good news, Kane is skating. Jared, Kane most likely won't be ready until Vegas. Uh, we got, and happy birthday to Daniela Bruce. Uh, called out today, Kane's in practice today. Looks like a full participant. And then we had to pull back on that one a little bit. He was out early. Um, it's our con. Uh, Lalone said Kane not cleared yet for contact. Uh, we'll see how he feels after the first skate and uh, debating whether it's best to give him the break to recover or play him uh, before. And I think that that was uh, used in Lalone's answer because he wanted to set us up properly. He uh, he didn't want to tease us out. So I I think I think Lalone puts uh, plants the seed that uh, Patrick Kane will take this time and the break to recover. I think he, I think he throws that out there because he wants us, uh, he wants us to know that's about to happen. Yeah. So I, I don't think we're seeing Patrick Kane no Vancouver. Break. Yeah. I think he's taking an extra couple weeks here. Um, that being said, how many games do we have left? Do we have, do we have three games left till the break? Three. Uh, Phillies, Vegas, and Ottawa. I, I would say right now I'd I'd feel pretty good with just the five hundred record going uh, into the break. Oh, um yeah. I, I could stomach that, I guess. Um yeah. got a three few points. comments here. Jim Johnson saying Daniela is a haughty uh Red Wings fan club number sixteen. What does that mean? I don't know. Clamp sauce, happy birthday, uh you and Daniela. Hey. Uh, got some more love for Daniela Bruce. Jared also had a fake birthday. Um, and Jim Johnson, Matt, raising the bar on your 500 request, saying, let's win them all. Okay. No, you're right, Jim. I take it back. Thank you, Matt. All Good three. Time. Thank you. Gibson uh, <laughs> again. Um, first, he's sliding into my DMs with those hurdle the turtles smoke signals. And now he's saying, I'm just glad Cat got a goal to shut people up like me. On his 10-game goalless streak. Uh, because I did jokingly call him an expensive Kubalik. So Yeah, that that was uh that was rough. I, I got I got I was angry at you for throwing that one out there. I <laughs> I we all give uh, on this. I, I like to think the listeners, I like to think you and I, Mike, um properly have not just worshipped every move that Steve Eisman has made. But uh, I would like to say you were definitely going a little too far with the Kubalik to bring it comparisons there. I was just trying to motivate him. I know he listens to the show. <laughs> um, so where do we stand right now with those uh, three games before uh, the break? We right now hold on to that uh, second wild card spot. Uh, we are at 53 points. Tampa Bay Lightning at 55 points, but with 48 games played. We have 47 games played, Mike. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs right now with 45 games played and 54 points. So they've got uh, two games in hand, one game, one point ahead. They are playing tonight. Um, I think, yeah, they're going up, they're going up against Winnipeg. So a super losable game for the uh, crappy Maple Leafs. Um, who again, Elliot Friedman reported uh, a second straight. We, we said this last week, but for a second straight 32 thoughts, he reiterated um he thinks toronto is looking at themselves right now where they are in the standings and how many teams they have to compete for for a playoff spot and maybe deciding no trades this year 
which, you know, honestly, I, I know last week we kind of got into it. It was like, does that does or doesn't it make sense for for Toronto? And I think uh, maybe I am misstating that. I think we just talked about it in the discord, which uh, that reminds me, I got to share the discord in a little bit here. But um, does or doesn't it make sense? Um, I think it, it just takes us to that part of the conversation where it's like that this means there's an open playoff spot. If you're taking the teams from last year, there's one that's a little bit easier to grab onto. And you've already got the one with the Tampa Bay Lightning where you've beaten the Lightning. You have a game in hand. If if you won, you know, tomorrow, uh, you would take you would take that spot, that number three spot in the Atlantic. So I'm kind of all over the place right now. But I think later on, it just means the conversation gets a little more interesting. Like, do you want to make that move to solidify a wild card spot? Beat the Devils, the Islanders, who just brought in Patrick Waugh, uh, the Capitals, who just have this horrible goal differential that they're posting right now. Um, so they look very beatable. Um, do you want to get yourself over the hump? Is it important to get to the playoffs? Uh, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be talking about that over the next month here. Um, uh, but it's just what's that's where scary it's is that if you're looking at. Um the teams who are already, you know, in a pretty good spot. And then, you know, us, Devils, Toronto, Islanders. I, I don't believe for a second that Toronto's not going to be a buyer. So it feels like at the trade deadline, Matt, it's shaping up to be a very expensive trade deadline. Like if you want to get a guy, you're probably going to have to overpay either prospect wise or draft pick wise. So I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to doing that, but if you want to improve this team and squeak in, Ugh, you might have to be giving up some first rounders. So I, I would just brace yourself for that. Yeah. I, uh, it, it's one of those things when you bring up those points, like, and again, I said, this will be a talking point for the next, um, what, a little over a month here. Um, I think last week we said the Red Wings should not be a buyer regarding any short term buys like if there is someone you can add to this club and legit make them a core like middle six and up uh make them a core piece i think those are the conversations you're listening to all else need not apply that's how i feel right now but uh you know um maybe there's a call up from grand rapids and that looks really good and then it's like oh maybe we Maybe we could swing for the Spences this year. I think um, you'd really have to see a turnaround uh, to to have my opinion change that much to have me go, oh wow, we've uh, just won you know twelve in a row. I think yeah, let's let's see what's going on in the trade market, even if it's short term, and uh, we'll make them make some things work here. But uh, I think that would have to be the extent that we'd have to see um, for me to actually want to go in that direction. But uh, yeah, just. Uh, Wrapping up the standings conversation here. Um, it's a tight one. I don't I don't see a lot in like the who's available conversations you'll get from the athletic that get me too excited. Um, that are really gonna push this team, you know, over the hump. I think it's just yes, there are places you can improve this team, but not to the point where it's like those seven game series are are always going to go the wings way, or at least I could easily pick them. So again, kind of all over the place in this thought here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to land the plane on uh, 
it's played out. Yeah, no, a couple couple commenters coming in here. Dane B, welcome. Uh, just as I expected this year, the Wings are a coin flip to make playoffs, so not disappointed where they're at. Uh, Matt Crimson Shadow asking a scary question. Are there any prospects we are willing to trade? Um, I mean, I you know, I don't think outside of Edvinson, there's really an untouchable prospect, so no. I, I think most of them are, you know, available. I agree. But it just kind of depends on obviously what we're getting. Um, and Honestly, I'm I'm still that guy, Crimson. I'm still I'm still gonna be that guy on that hill. I might be the only guy, either witnessing or participating in this podcast, that would be willing to trade any of our prospects minus Edvinson for like a Zekris. Guys already scored sixty points multiple times at the NHL level. I'm pretty interested in that. With a bad team, he's not the end all be all. He's not the greatest player of all time, but uh, we could use some scoring. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing something like that. So uh, that's that's my long answer to your shorter question. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anyone but Edmondson. Yeah, I think uh, I think I agree with that. I, I, I would even go as far to say, like, all right, you're calling me about Edmondson. What's the trade? Like, I think I'm listening to anything and everything. At that point, I'm assuming you're getting something super juicy. Um but I know, I know why, you know, obviously we all know why we want to hang on to Edmondson. So I'm not putting him out there. He's not on my trade block. I'm listening to everything. But yeah, if you, if you want to talk about like, who are the guys that I'm saying no to, and I hang up the phone before I even hear who's up on the other side of the trade, I'm going to say there's probably nobody. I will listen to anything and everything. Um, so that that's where I'm at, Crimson. There, I don't, I don't think there is a prospect in our pool right now that I feel like if we lost them, that there isn't a trade that would keep us on the same path that we're on right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not if you were the Chicago Blackhawks, why would you ever trade Connor Bedard? Like, that's the piece you need to keep on a track to eventually build a winner. Um but I don't I don't know if we have that. I think we I think we have pieces right now that are projected to certainly replace some of the dog crap that is currently in the lineup. Yeah. But I... we're not we don't have like that super duper star. Even uh Palika, I don't want to get rid of. My apologies. There's two prospects we can't get rid of. There you go. Palika and there we go. Now we got two. Um, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still listening to anything and everything. It's, it's um, okay by me. Red Wings fan club saying, what about, uh, Capo, man? Does that do anything for you? Depends on the price. I'd listen oh. to it. Yeah. Um, and Cripson, I would just say too, problem is Zegers has injury problems and zero defensive skills on a team that has a black hole on defense. Um, I feel like guys are less injured and play better defense when it feels like they have reason to play defense and take you know, black pucks. And I think a good example is our beloved hometown Detroit lions who suddenly uh, guys are playing with three broken ribs uh, like Anzalone. Um, you know, our centers are getting their knees rolled over and suddenly they're still able to play in playoff games. So I, you know, I think part of that is being on a poo poo team and it's like, eh, we'll just shut them down. There's no reason to really push a guy's return. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I just, I understand your concern. I just wouldn't put a lot of, like, 
stock into his injury history and his lack of defense because I think you'll you'll do the, you'll play more defense when you're on a good team and feel like you know he's a kid he's a dumb kid that you could coach up and there's not a lot of people with that skill so I I'd be okay taking that risk. I mean, um, it is a good call out um, trying to even this team up a little bit because I uh, I was taking a look at our new friends on uh, Hockey Stat Cards. Uh, it's at Hockey sure. Stat Cards on on Twitter. Um, this is this is a Dallas Stars team that is arguably a cup contender, and you know stars at Red Wings. Um, what we're looking at right now is uh, for all the podcast listeners on Hockey Stat Cards. You basically have a representation of what a player brought to the ice, um, especially you know with with uh, with regards to to more impact five on five versus special teams uh but what your team brought to the ice what each individual player brought to the ice uh compared to give up giving up so the five on five game mike they had almost everybody in the positive right this is a game that ends five to four and you're trying to figure out like where where are the holes on different teams, when you look at these hockey stat cards, you're trying to say like, well, who's the guy who's given up so much defense or so much uh, offensively, and uh, they aren't they aren't really able to stifle anything. And on top of that, maybe they're not bringing any production. And you, when I brought up the Dallas Stars hockey stat card here, because I I kind of wanted to show off with like a team who is a cup contender, has a lot of high end talent. What does a hockey stat card look like, even in a one-goal game? They have one, two, three, four, five, five players near the bottom that are around a negative half in regards to what they gave up, uh, five on five. Everybody else strongly, like far right, brought a lot to the game, especially like a Rupe hints, right? Now, switch over to the wingdings. What did I say? Their lowest score was a negative, Ooh. A negative 0.5. I didn't know the graph went that far back. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Petrie's trying to jump off the graph. Breaking records, uh, Petrie, he, my man. He's a yeah. negative four. Um, <clears throat> what's funny too is um, I don't, I don't, I don't deny that there can be improvements in so many different areas on this team, but I think it's funny that right now people are starting to say the forward group needs to get stronger defensively. When I see a guy like Jeff Petrie get extra minutes and this team absolutely lights, <laughs> gets lit on fire. That um, Petrie covering while this, uh, I don't know. There were a lot of minutes for Petrie. I saw him out there with Cider, and it just kind of felt like we were trying to figure out what these pairings could be and make sure we we're evening out some minutes so guys weren't just completely exhausted. But uh, this is this is the damage that was that was done for anybody who hasn't seen these stat cards. Basically, um, you know, we were just calling out Rupe Hints. He he's almost touching a, a positive six. Same with Wyatt Johnston on the Red Wings hockey stat card. Again, you're just looking for as high a number as possible. That means you had a good game. Um, our highest number almost got to two, which was uh, Dylan Larkin. And our lowest number for Dallas uh, was a negative half. And for uh, the Red Wings, <coughs> Jeff Petrie had a negative four. Uh, Justin Hall, 
breaking the negative two barrier. Uh, Olimata right there, Cider right there, Daniel Sprong. I, I hear you. Earlier, uh, somebody mentioned, like, make sure you bring in Sprong with a four-year deal. Um, this match is what I saw yesterday for Sprong. A lot, a lot of turnovers in the defensive zone, in the neutral zone, especially for Petrie, for sure. Um, I mean, we saw them up and down the lineup, but we saw Sprung turning it over and then just kind of frozen. Like he didn't know what to do next. And that, that scared me, but, um, well, that... I, I, you know, these numbers, uh, don't, you know, don't make you feel great about, uh, you know, what happened yesterday. Cause they, uh, it's nice that we kind of came back, but I think we did kind of get a bare butt spanking against, you know, an elite team. Um, Matt, I will say one guy who, who makes me just a little a little happy is Rasmussen. Mm -hmm. If only because um um this game and then um I think it was the Panthers game where it kind of felt like he he stood out and as much as I'm the first guy to kind of tout, hey wouldn't it be cool if we got Zegras? Um when Rasmussen performs, you know, like he did yesterday or when he did against the Florida game, it makes me kind of like almost want to rethink my whole calibration for how a team should be built and just get big goons. Yeah. Um, Cause it, it, there were some spots where he, you know, kind of used his size to, um, you know, take control of some plays and, you know, this, he had like the world on fire, but you could see where it's productive, you know, against, you know, kind of the, the upper, upper echelon of the NHL um, like that, that style of play out of him. So, I mean, I guess if I was his agent, that's the one who should be most excited about this um, um, this chart. It's just, uh, I don't know. Looking at this, Matt, it doesn't make you... <laughs> I think it further puzzles uh, the everyman fan on what does Edmondson have to do to make this team. Yeah, true. Very true. <laughs> There's a lot of space uh, for some. I mean, is Edmondson a negative five? Out. Is he that awful? Right. Is he worse than that? And would it be the worst thing in the world to try and get him to play some NHL level talent <laughs> and learn on the fly? No, it would not. Um, cancel thrown out there. Uh, Larkin has been playing slow recently. I don't get it. I, I feel like uh, Larkin's been carrying something uh, since December. Yeah, like uh, a baby. <laughs> yeah I, well yeah mentally carrying something um yeah, that's like a real thing that happened to him uh so yeah i mean he's i hate i think when i made that joke it was about being slow and i completely forgot what happened to him in real life so I'll oh go hang myself now no no uh, no what, no you I mean, I you're actually still... Yeah, what I actually meant was, yeah, he did look a little slow, and we we saw him have that couple turnover game before he rescued us in overtime. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. Um, I don't know if, if there's some guidebook on him now that teams kind of figured out how to you know steal the puck away from him, or if he is just playing a little bit slower. I I was I was thinking more along the lines of, uh, I mean, he had he had a back injury. Uh, he got smashed in the back of the neck. I mean, this is this is something that's been Larkin's been carrying his whole career so far. Something I think is going to uh, shorten that eight-year deal he signed um, last year. 
And uh, I, that's when I felt like I noticed it. So I, I don't, um, I don't know. I do. I have noticed it too, Quetzal. I, I definitely think it's a physical and mental game that uh, that Larkin's playing against right now. Jared thrown out there. Larkin probably didn't have a happy holiday. Um, uh, yeah, to say the least. Wound. Yeah, to say the least, for sure. Um, yeah. But I I did want to point out like it it it's this is that was one game against Dallas and we we talked about like the high danger chances that clearly were in favor for Dallas and that's how a game like this happens right against the yeah. Lightning it was a lot I mean, better yeah I mean we talked about it right the first and third period were you know you could digest and it was like hey we can compete with these guys but yeah yeah you can't take a period off against the you know the best of the league. Um, you kind of see what happened. They completely destroyed you to the point where, you know, the other two periods didn't even matter. Yeah. There's something, there's something, something to the conversation too. Like even when they're, they're owning the puck and winning the possession battle there, there's gotta be something they can figure out five on five, because I, I think we've said it sort of, sort of jokingly and like, you know, cl clearly the best stick handler on the team is playing with one hip this year. Um, and I know the conversation right now is partially about how many high danger chances we gave up, but I think there's also something to discuss with like how many turnovers we had and a higher skilled guy can get the puck in the zone and a higher skilled guy is going to be your offensive talent. I don't think there is a type of player that you need to cross off here and say we're good. I think there's reason to keep looking across the board and trying to bring in these guys that are consistently consistently going to be able to carry the puck through the neutral zone, get those passes out of the defensive zone. I mean, even Dylan Larkin has been completely at fault a couple of games did it again yesterday and that's again to say like all right well that's not going to happen often we trust dylan i'm very happy he has a long-term contract with us but you're kind of talking about what's the situation with this team when dylan larkin's turning the puck over as much as he is and you kind of have to count on him especially when he's getting paired first line versus first line to not do those types of things, get the puck out of the zone, limit chances as much as possible. And when he's on the first line playing a very strong top six in Dallas and the puck gets turned over, that's a team you don't want to give second, third, fourth chances to. So <clears throat> just want to point that out, that there's a way to continue to win that game of chances without necessarily just telling yourself like we need guys that can shut down defensively, which has been an argument I've seen often on Twitter. And for sure, like you can talk about bringing in the next Pavel Datsuk and then now you've got both sides figured out, but there's a way. And especially with the guy we've been, I don't, I don't need Trevor Zegras, but there is a way that that benefits you in the long run. As opposed to these, you know, having a, a more defensive style team and still losing the possession battle, still 
being at the point where you win the possession battle, but your high danger chances are dwarfed 12 to six. Um, so yeah, I just, I just want to say like, I, I don't think this team, I, I playoffs all the way, not a Stanley cup contender in any way, shape or form. I, I still kind of want to go, you know, go for the playoffs. I, I'm not dying to like trade guys away at the trade deadline. That's where I'm at right now. But I, I'm not ready to cross like a, a player type off and be like, good, we're good on that type of player. You know, only only get, you know, those stingy defensive, you know, tough on the boards type of players. Right. I mean, what did we see while Patrick Kane, you know, before he got hurt? He's at the top of these hockey stat cards every night, which meant when he was on the ice, Ton of offense, very little going against him. He's turning the puck over constant, not or forcing turnovers. <laughs> he's forcing turnovers constantly in the neutral zone. He's great stick lift, uh, getting the puck going the other way. Like those are the types of things you can get, and you don't necessarily have to think big brute. You know, sure. tough on the boards type type of player. I don't not want that. I'm just saying, let's not cross anybody off the list, which is. You know i love you guys but that's my brother right there and he wants trevor zegris <laughs> god damn it we're gonna get him a trevor's <laughs> i'm just kidding um um yeah i mean um a couple comments coming in here too um red wings fan club gave a lot of rush chances uh don't clear the front of the net yeah we do that a lot it's incredibly annoying um Jared saying, I'm getting tired of seeing guys like Fabry, Valeno, Comfort going stone cold. Hey, good reference with the Royal Rumble on Saturday. <laughs> like it, Jared. Good segue. Uh, being ghosts for periods at a time. Yeah, Jared, I think it pop, it crops up more when we play good teams and these guys are playing, you know, kind of above their skill level. Um, you know, but I think they look pretty good against, you know, teams that are kind of our playing weight and below. Um, and then we play the upper echelon. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's just about when you do or do not have elite talent to go against, you know, teams like the Dallas Stars. And then Ketzel saying we are missing Kane against these big teams. Yeah, I hadn't seen your comment, but blip, blip, yep, you're taking the thought right out of my mouth. Uh, we've done well without him, but it is no, noticeable when he's not on the ice. Yeah, because basically it just kind of moves guys up into a second or third line where they're having to play more minutes, you know, kind of playing outside their their fighting class um that's a great point just makes it kind of tough to succeed so they're not awful they're not the worst players of all time obviously they crush any and all of us um one-handed but it just means they're probably not stanley cup contenders if we need those guys bumped up like where they're at um and then jim johnson our d will not improve until we stop bringing in third pairing d um yeah, I don't know yeah, what Eiserman's fetish. What is Eiserman's fetish with, uh, you know, almost mid thirties defensemen um, at the end of their career? I don't understand. Yeah, two of them are fine. It's like Eiserman <laughs> really likes. He really likes Cougars. You know. It's yeah. Like, Ooh, give me that. Uh, you know. Well. Oh, good. No, oh, I was gonna say I. I um. I was. Uh, gonna pass it on to uh, just a minute and forty-seven seconds here, guys. We'll be right back. 
and then we'll we'll move we'll move along in the conversation. Uh, well, we have to, nice uh, things to say about some yeah, prospects. Yeah. yeah, Marco Casper. Uh, so we'll be right back. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice this week. New customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Guys, we love our wingdings. We've got some huge games coming up, including against Tampa Bay. Are we could be on a lucky streak. Speaking of Detroit sports, going up against Tampa Bay twice this weekend. I don't know, but you got to check out DraftKings Sportsbook if you want to continue the winnings in your own wallet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y for six seven three six nine in connecticut help is available for problems gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of uh, boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources nhl and the nhl shield are registered trademarks of the nhl and the national hockey league copyright nhl 2024 all rights reserved hey now we got to do that classic thing that the Detroit Tigers beat writers used to do right before the Tigers uh, trade deadline. They would talk up our terrible prospects so we could trade them away for real players. <laughs> but here comes Marco Casper, Matt, good. coming to life here at the perfect time, right? A couple yeah. weeks away from the trade deadline. Matt, what Aww. did Marco do? <laughs> yeah, Howie's, uh, Howie's hockey tape, uh, player of the week in the AHL. Three goals, two assists. Uh, this is uh, an article from Max Boltman. Uh Asking the Grand Rapids Griffins, uh, what's he doing differently over the last month and a half? Uh, just playing with more confidence. He's getting uh, after pucks. He's playing a little bit more aggressive, playing into bodies, going through hands, creating more opportunities. Um, we talked about getting pucks to the net in certain situations, especially last weekend, something we didn't do early on in games. He was starting to do later in games and got rewarded for it. Just being a little more tenacious, a little more relentless, starting to gain some more confidence when he has the puck. So uh, everything uh, everybody in the chat is asking for, um, we don't have to trade for. It's already on the team. Uh, how much of his offense will come through that being relentless, tenacious, and getting pucks to the net? Uh, response, that's got to be his game. He does have really good skill, and those puck skills are still developing. But for him to be effective, he's got to get good mass to his body already at 19 years old, and he's got to learn to play inside of players with those body position battles, win those loose puck races. And uh, you do that by going through hands, going through their bodies. Uh, he's starting to learn that. Something he struggled with early on, now he's getting it. And once you start to get rewarded by doing those things all the time, you start to feel good about yourself, get some puck luck, and now he's rolling. I got to say, um, 
it's not my favorite thing to read where it's like he's got to work on his skill and the puck luck is on Marco Casper's side coming from your your head coach. Um, those aren't my favorite things to read. Got to be honest. But uh, but yeah, it is it is good to see, you know, not just like a nice string of games, but, you know, your your AHL uh, player of the week, Marco Casper with those five points, three goals, two assists. And um, it coming from something where we all kind of pivoted what our initial draft projection was. Um, and we were all like, yeah, this is going to be a guy who plays tough on the boards. And um, like as coach saying, that's where that success is going to come from for Marco. Um, 100%. It's good to see like if that's where we've made the pivot. That was preseason. We made that pivot. And now he's doing it. Thumbs up all around. Yeah. Just good news. It's it's tough to to really think of too many talking points unless you want to get into like Mike was joking. Uh you know, cool. Now we have another trade subject. <laughs> but it does beg the question, like Steve always landed on like guys who know how to score, know how to score at any level. And when you have your coach saying like he has good skill. Those puck skills are still developing. I I wonder like like that that isn't just like popping in the coach's head. Like he's being interviewed, and obviously those are those are thoughts that he's shared with his staff, probably with the general manager. Um, so I I think this is great news for Marco Casper. Any any time you can get these guys moving in the right direction, good news. Uh, but I do you know. We never know what Steve Eisman's thinking, um, but we do have his sound bites, and that that would be one of his sound bites. And I there there are dots to connect there with his you score at every level, and um, you know is is this is this something just to keep on our radar? I think I think it is. I think it's something to just think about. I don't think it means anything too deep here. But uh, for right now, it's good news. Um, sustained success is what we're all. It was what this is always about. Mike Adam Ernie went what ten straight games back in twenty twenty one with a point. So yeah. you can't get too excited. This is also AHL points, but we're moving in the right direction. So I uh, I did want to touch on one of our commenters had a really smart point. Uh, who threw that in there? I want to credit him. Oh, it's Dan B. Dan B always has smart things to say. Saying Scotty Bowman was a good, exactly the same, bringing in veteran D-men. Scotty trusted the vets in crunch time. Maybe Stevie learned it from him. Um, and we really, I correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we really used to hammer Scotty for being like, man, what are you doing playing these old turds? And they would get burned on turnovers, and they were too slow to keep up if the puck did get turned over. And I, I forgot that, like in that O2 Cup run, you know, we had that awesome offense just could not be stopped was robotai on the third line yeah something like that something like that um we were trotting out chelios at age 40 uh we were trotting out steve uh was it duchene at age 36 freddie uh olison at 35 good god but don't don't forget chelios was up for the norris that year he uh he i know happened that, to... also like Huey croup at 36 <laughs> And they had, I mean, they had Hall of Famer Litstrom. So, I mean, they had two Hall of Famers. Yeah. 
you know, some 35 plus jabronis. So, I, yeah, I think he might. Maybe he did. Because I, I, I don't, I don't really see the value in it. They, you know, it's, it's like to the detriment of the team. Um, I don't really see where the veteran experience is coming in. So I think you're onto something, Dan. It's not, maybe he did. And swing and a miss. And maybe he should Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jim throws out there, Carter Mazur starting to score in Grand Rapids. Yeah, I think I, that might have been one of the talking points I, I picked up here. Um, nope, it wasn't. Um, but he did go oh. a little bit deeper in the rest of the defensemen. Um, or the, I, I should say, not defensemen. What were, what were you going to say? Oh, just a decoy went, to, uh, he did a deep cut for us with Slager. Yeah, he, I think he played. Oh, yeah, one Yuri, game. Yuri Slager. <laughs> Um, decoy, decoy, glad you're here. Please don't forget to share your uh male and female Royal Rumble uh winners before you leave today. Um, and yes, yeah, stand to know, good call. Yep, uh, yeah, Ketzel thrown in there too. We had those Hall of Famers though. Um, a couple other points. Uh, what do you think? Uh, it's been with uh, Tui Misto. Uh, Max just threw out their ante. Uh, cause I know he was a guy who's in the ECHL for stint there. He comes back and it seems like, uh, something's really working for him. Um, response went down just for conditioning, uh, was out of a, a bunch of weeks with an injury. Uh, so going down to Toledo was great for him. He played those five or six, uh, games in a row and he got in quick. And so when he got back up here, uh, I think what Andy does extremely well is move pucks. Great first pass. He's got poise and patience with the puck. He sees plays. Passes are crisp. They're professional passes right away. That's what I like about him. He gets us out of the zone quick. Mike, I pulled this because what? A right-handed shot. Get to a misto on this team. <laughs> Throw Jeff Petrie in the garbage right now. You have a guy that all they want to talk about is how he gets that first crisp, clean pass out of the zone. I, I This is all I needed to read. To Amisto, I think, uh, what, they had to bring him over this year, and they brought him over as a right-handed shot. It kind of felt like, oh, maybe he's not going to get a chance. And then when you looked up and down the prospect pool, not a ton of right-handed shots besides Pelika. So it was like, all right, let's see what happens here. Boom. I don't care. Bring him up. This is the, the, the dog crap that we've been watching, um, trying to save the SHITs because I can still hear my kids. But um, – yeah, I I don't care. This is all I needed to read. I mean, you guys might think I'm ridiculous. This is if this is what you do best. This is what we miss the most. Do it. Um, also some good news about Albert Johansson. Um, things seem to be going good, but um, I do have to confess we we're we we're trying to go a little bit shorter. And now we're we're about ten minutes over that shorter time that I wanted to go. So I did want to discuss real quick. I don't know if maybe um, we don't. <laughs> Decoy, you still owe me Rumble picks, by the way. Matt's wrapping up this episode. Uh, give me CM Punk and Sasha Banks and a shocker to win it for the women. Go ahead. Wow. Um, just want to call out if anybody's missed it. Um, for the 2018 oh, no. Canadian World Junior Team, uh, the London police today um, told the five accused to surrender. And... You know, let's see what happens here. Hopefully, those who are guilty face the music. If you're not familiar, it was five accused, um, sexually harassed, 
someone uh, during a fundraising event. Those five names have been kept quiet, and now the London police are ready to uh, prosecute. Um, there were some names, too, that have been put on leave through their different teams announced on social media. We'll see what happens there. What I don't like is that at the same time that that happened, the NHL started their stupid bullshit of out of nowhere talking about opening up a team in Utah. Frank Saravelli calls it out. Good for you, Frank. Look at that timing. Prospective NHL owners issue press release asking for league to admission uh, a mere minutes after a report says five players have been ordered to surrender to police face pending sexual assault charges. No mention, by the way, from the NHL PR this morning on that. But they did immediately come out with a statement after Utah <laughs> owners ask for admission. Then they come out with a statement to say, yeah, we've been thinking about it. I just want to call this out to make sure if you guys have forgotten, and I don't think this group has, but for anybody listening, I know you guys in the chat. It's best, best sport to me. Best sport. Hockey. Best sport in the world. The worst league in the world is the NHL. How they think we would not see this or make the connection blows my mind that they thought that this would do anything to hide this disgusting. Uh, I just, I hate it. I, I, I hope you guys hate it too. This is just about the dumbest piece of PR work I've ever seen in my life. And uh, there's not much else. There's, there aren't really other hot takes to take from it, Mike, but I, I just, uh, any thoughts on this? Um no, it's just to the point where anytime I see positive hockey news, uh, I wonder, oh, what uh, what awful story did I miss that came out five seconds ago? Okay. Um, I mean, it's not the first time they've done this. Um, it's embarrassing. I... I don't know, Matt. I, I, uh, if, we, uh, if we try to... I don't know, Matt... I, I can't, there isn't even like a, I'm trying to think of like a defense for this because it's, well, it was the world junior hockey team. It wasn't the NHL. So, uh, you know, it's not the NHL's fault. It's just for them right. to have this up their sleeve and release it like in that order. You know what I mean? Just, I, I, it's, it's embarrassing. Um, so yeah, hope, hopefully justice is brought, you know, and guilty parties are punished accordingly. Um, and the NHL just looks dumber than ever because then on the ticker tape crawl, you're still going to see those two stories back to back, dipshits. It's yeah, only on your right. own dumb website that you know and, you're not that you're not going to you know uh put a spotlight on you know the negative story. So everybody else is still going to talk about you being you know in yeah. it. Uh, and nobody cares about Utah. <laughs> yeah, who's clamoring for Utah? Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I'm the, not... I guess our whitest state should have a Ooh. white sport, right? I yeah, guess. I, I, need, I... I, I need a reason to go to Utah. All right. Uh, my little man is losing his mind right now. Little teddy man. So, guys, uh, I want to thank you for coming aboard a little bit earlier. I'm going to go beg for forgiveness for my wife. Uh, as I Man, how many times do I end, end an episode saying that? Um, love her. Love you guys, too. Love you, Mike. Go Royal Rumble. Go Lions. Woo! And... Uh, 
we'll we'll see you guys soon and uh of course join the discord uh we have a great time chatting games live uh that's actually one of my new favorite things now in my my day to day so i appreciate you guys who do come online it means the world to me i think it's a blast um and uh hey we'll see you guys then uh thursday night all right good see me. you guys